Hello and welcome to the first episode of Out the Mud, the podcast, the UK podcast where we talk hip-hop, UK and US. So, for the first episode, I wanted to keep it nice and simple for you guys. I wanted to give you a a breakdown of what you're going to expect from this podcast, basically. Um, so, the idea behind this podcast is that it will give people an opportunity to talk subjectively about hip-hop whether it be whatever medium it be in from movies to to, to the music itself it we all these conversations are going to be had um the reason i want that is because hip-hop affects everyone completely differently um it what it's done or how it's impacted your life to some degree is is always going to be subjective. So I wanted to get that from both a UK hip-hop and a US hip-hop standpoint. Because it's just as big over here now as it, as it is stateside. Um, like, as, as for myself, the, where I noticed the, the change in how widespread it had become was when Eminem first came onto the scene back in 90, was it 98, 99? And, um, which then led to Dr. Dre's Chronic 2001 album being, being released. And, um, I remember when I was in high school, I had a few people come up to me saying, have you heard this new guy, Dr. Dre? Now I've been listening to Dre since NWA days. So, it, it like I say, that to me was the, the moment that I noticed that hip-hop had become a big thing. Because it never truly was over here until recently. So, like I say, it will be interesting because the, the conversations we'll be having were, uh, will be with people who have, for instance, I'm, I'm not very big on UK hip-hop. So it will be educational for me because I'll then get to find out new artists, listen to new music and, you know, hopefully change my perspective. Not that I have a, a negative perspective on UK hip hop, but to me, it's not as subjectively, it's not as fulfilling for me. It's, um, it doesn't feel as, as genuine, I guess for me, but, um, yeah, so we're going to be talking all that. So each week I'll be having my my co-host Jut on. So he's another hip-hop enthusiast who is very knowledgeable around hip-hop. And that's kind of what solidified mine and his friendship was our, our, our mutual love of hip-hop. And then also I've got my cousin from the States. She goes by the artist name Island State of Mind. Such a dope artist. Knowledgeable as all hell. So she is going to be a great addition. Especially when kicking knowledge to me and Jut. Obviously we're, we're UK based. So we're not as plugged into the U... As much into the, to the US hip hop scene. So we'll be bringing on... Kia will be on each week with us. So that that's the intended plan. Um, but basically why we wanted to do this is because it's it's some a mutual love that everyone who will feature on the podcast has. 
it's a love for that one genre of music and what it's done for them so that's why we're um why we're doing this but i think that'll be that's a good enough breakdown for you guys on what to expect from the, this podcast but so i'll give you a give you an introduction to myself so i'm carl and i've been listening to hip-hop since i was young since i was very young um now when it comes to um you know the main musical influencer in the house that was my father now my father was was from in the united states and um that, that's all he would lis- listen to really like i say my mum wouldn't really listen to music much or uh, at least from my memory anyways whereas um whereas my dad he was very much the musical influencer of the house and um that's pretty much where i got my love of hip-hop from was from growing up listening to his cds as a kid um the, the one album i remember most was um it was called the greatest rap album in the world ever, and it. Um, I still for the first disc. I, I still remember to this to this day. First three tracks. It was. Um, Can I kick it by a Tribe Called Quest? Mr. Wendell by Arrested Development, and then Me Myself and I by David Soul. If you ever get a chance to find that album, if you can find that album, do it because that that was a classic. But. Um, if I remember correctly, the first disc was all your your old school like late eighties, early nineties, and then the other CD was like mid to late nineties. But anyways, yeah, yeah, great, great album. Um, so that's where my main musical influence was from was from listening to my my dad's CD collection basically, and that varied from everything from Tupac all the way down to guys like Ice T. Naughty by nature, even even dudes like Skilo. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's where I got my musical influence from. When it comes down to artists, this was um, this is something that's ever forever changing with me. Um, not if I like an artist, but who's who's in flavor at that time. Um, so I grew up listening to all the old school. Old school hip hop music. Um, my favorite song growing up as a kid was uh, "The Message" by Grandmaster Flash. I'll leave a a link down for all the the song titles and stuff like that, so you guys can check them out. But yeah, the the message by Grandmaster Flash, and I think what got me about that song was how it was it was great storytelling. You know, um, a great way of describing your environment and where you were. And let's be real, the the environment sounded sounded horrible it sounded absolutely fucking horrible so it's uh that's what captivated me i guess because it was a different world to where i was from so it appeared so gritty and nasty but that's because i knew no difference to where i'm from like i say i was listening to a guy talking about the streets in the city in the United States, whereas I was in the UK, completely different environment. So, yeah. So basically, that was what, as a kid, that was probably my uh, that was my go to track by far. And then as we hit 
the late no, early early to mid 90s g-funk came along and absolutely just took over absolutely took over in my eyes that was my if there was a type of hip-hop that really resonated with me it was definitely the g-funk era that was what i was about um so i mean for instance you had you had dre doing the producing and daz you know these guys were these guys were awesome producers and um you know they they produced for some of some of the greats snoop tupac you know um so that that was where my love of uh that era came from and and the thing is with what bolstered it most was was probably tupac that was that was the guy that most had me um from you know the guy had such a message in what he was saying but i think that message kind of um due to certain influences i think that message got lost and he got sidetracked and unfortunately you know that didn't end well for the man you know rest in peace um but yeah, like I say, he had such a message and he's an artist that I constantly think about what would he have to say nowadays and what would his views on the world be today. But yeah, so that that, that was my, my, my time during that. And then in the late 90s, I, I guess I kind of fell off the hip hop train at that point. Um, there wasn't really much that was jumping out to me at that point. Um, and then, yeah, you obviously had, um, you know, Eminem come through, 50 Cent came through, which then led me to the next point where I kind of got back onto the hip hop train again was the game. Now, um, being a, a fan of West Coast hip hop, um, you're, you're always looking for that next West Coast artist. And for me, there was this great hiatus. Obviously, you had Cube and them guys still around, but no one was really repping the West like that. And I guess the game came through and kind of did that. So he was forever in in with my uh, my love. I was just like, that's what that's one dude that I can always I can always fuck with. You know, he 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 kept it real. Uh, so that that that's that's that was that and then i moved on to i kind of went off the hip-hop train again and it i then started getting back into it and then that's when guys like asap rocky started coming through and then uh kendrick lamar now that is another guy that can do no wrong in my eyes absolute genius lyricist and um yeah I, I i can't speak enough good about about kendrick that guy is amazing which then leads me to nowadays the hip-hop i've been blaring most is probably the boys from chicago so a lot of the otf guys um yeah to be honest mainly the otf guys at the moment so um I've been listening to King Von, Lil Dirk. Obviously, um, Dirk's work rate at the moment is absolutely fantastic. He's he's absolutely pulling it out at the minute. So, you know, all respect to Dirk. Um, 
Yeah, so mainly mainly the uh, the Chicago-based guys at the moment because there's so much damn story there that it's it's hard not to want to hear what's what's being said by these guys, which then leads me to um, what my views on hip hop are nowadays. Um, it's quite the the easiest way I can sum this up is uh, by asking a question. And it's a question I constantly ask. Is when did our hip-hop artists need to become gangsters? What happened to the good old days of the um, the storyteller rapper? And I guess that throughout hip-hop's evolution, there's been certain points that have kind of triggered it to get that way um you know obviously with the use of of the internet and social media um but i guess i guess how i see it nowadays is um hip-hop has an element where it can be used for some really nefarious shit (laughs) um for instance like i like i say um nowadays not just in chicago but but nowadays most people are dissing their their ops or dead ops over wax, and that seems to escalate the vi- That's seeming to escalate the violence um, because because then what you have is you have people singing some shit that they have no meaning. They don't know the meaning of what it is they're singing. Um, perfect example is when. Um, you know, uh, a lot of people were using the reference of a smoking tuka pack. You know, it it was it was it was a diss to um, to the FBG guys. You know, it was a straight up diss. So, like I say, it's it, it can be used for some really nefarious shit nowadays, rather than portraying uh, a, a more positive approach. To it, and that's not me saying that that people should always be positive. Because at the same time, you've got to keep it real, and sometimes the world ain't all positive. So, you know, I can't be too harsh on these guys. What they're what they they're saying is 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 they're keeping it real to them, and I guess that's why I I respected guys like King Von. You know, the dude had no illusions about who he was, and he kept it one hundred. So, you know, you can. You can resonate with someone like that. You can sit there, yeah, oh, yeah, I'll fuck with that because the guy, the guy, the guy, the guy keeps it real, like I say, like I say. But this is basically how I wanted to leave this this first little episode with you guys. It's just give you a brief breakdown of what to expect from the podcast, and then also a little breakdown about myself. So we'll be doing this weekly, and they'll be going a lot longer than. Uh, than 16 17 minutes but like i say for the first episode i didn't want to drown you guys just wanted to keep it nice short and simple and show you guys what was up so hope to catch you guys on the next podcast take care stay safe peace